Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns post-game show. We are hanging out in the VIP lounge brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm here with Saul Bookman and Espo. Guys, what a great night to be a Phoenix Suns fan. They are now on a league-best nine-game win streak after defeating the Timberwolves 134 to 126. It was an outstanding offensive performance from the Suns. They tied their season highs for threes at 20 and assists at 36. Now this is just the ninth time in franchise history that the Suns have made 20 or more three-point buckets. What a Look game. The team, it, overall, it's just, that's an incredible feat. Like on a normal, just everyday night, like, Nothing to really get up for. It's just the Minnesota Timberwolves. And to be able to pull that off, I mean, that's just – I guess that's just new Suns basketball. Is that what we're going to call it? Like, that's just not what they've done all season, you know? But, look, I I just uh, – you know, it's an interesting night. Obviously, we're not sitting in a studio. We've had to make do with what we can. But that was a weird game as well. You see the uh, – uh, you know, it wasn't your typical defense. It was the offense coming out and doing things we haven't seen him do. And Saul and I couldn't sit together because he knew I was going to be extremely obnoxious about the <laughs> fact that Landry Shamit decided to show up. Okay, but we do need to do give a little bit of love to Landry Shamit. It was a good game from him. He finished with 17 points. He had five assists, four rebounds. This is the Landry Shamit that I think everyone was hopeful to have at the beginning of the season. This Landry Shamit would make the Phoenix Suns like – even better than what they already are, which is saying a lot since they're the best team in the league. Look, he got that book and Saul in the pregame was uh, was ripping on him, and all of a sudden, as my camera falls down, uh, all of a sudden, he decides to show up in the way that we all expected him, and James Jones in particular did. Hell of a game by him, and hell of a game overall offensively. This was a team effort. Without everybody, they were not going to win tonight. And the Phoenix Suns are like that Swiss Army knife. They find a way. Uh, they have a tool no matter what it is. So I am quick. going to wait. Go I'm going to wait a little bit before I pipe in on Landry Shamit. Because I have okay. something else coming in later in the show for that. 
Okay, real quick, I believe Flex from Jersey. Are are we ready, Flex? Are you yeah. ready? Yeah, yeah, we ready. We ready. Welcome into the show. Yeah, we can hear you. Great. Just your initial reactions from tonight's game. I need to shut the hell up about Landry Shaman. <laughs> <laughs> He, he, we were just talking off. about him. <laughs> he, he he literally heard everything I had to say because he was he was really good tonight. But like I, I I agree with Saul. I need to see more. It's it's not just one game. It's got to be you got to stack them together, two three games in a row, and then I I maybe change my tune. But listen, Cam Johnson, guys, Cam Johnson is incredible, man. I'm I'm telling you what this this basketball team goes to an entirely different level when Cam Johnson gets in his bag like this. And I was texting somebody, don't don't overdo this. Don't don't you know, I planted orange, don't don't take this literal. But I was I was texting somebody during the game, uh, close to the team, and I'm like, hey, when Cam Johnson plays like that, not only do I think we're unbeatable, but he becomes like that Clay Thompson type uh guy that that we would actually need one day. I'm not saying he's Clay Thompson. I'm saying that, you know, with Devin Booker and Chris Paul, when he's playing like that, 23 points, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, shooting the hell out of the ball, 40 minutes. I mean, it becomes a dynamic that you just can't you, you can't plan for, man. So he was great. Landry was good. Uh, Mikhail was incredible to start the game. I think he got us going. So a lot of good things tonight. Hey, hey Saul, man, that 100. What do you think? What do you think, brother? <laughs> <laughs> this is a very high scoring basketball. Uh, yeah. So um, I apologize. Um, I apologize there, Flex. <laughs> nah, I, uh, no, I apology. Brother. I thought she was talking out of the side of your neck. And <laughs> you did not. You came correct. I appreciate you. You were well and above and beyond the one-on-one. You had this right. I had this wrong. You were awesome. Yeah, I, I was I super. Suck. No, I was super wrong too, though. I mean, they had what I said. They were gonna have in three quarters. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's what Saul said. He said they won't score one on one in three quarters. He says it's not possible. Gotcha. We just we just missed that quarter part there in the in the pregame show. Right, right. <laughs> All right. So we talked a little bit about him, but let's officially go to the bar and find out what tonight's drink of the game Ooh. is. It's that sham wet. And Saul's been drinking a lot of it tonight. <laughs> sham got his own drink. Yeah, we, we had to give a, a nice little shout out to Landry Shamit for a solid performance in tonight's game. I mean, overall, offensively, there were a lot of really positive points in tonight's game. The Suns had seven players finish with double figures tonight. Um, I believe they had four in double figures by halftime, which is pretty impressive. You know, you had... Chris, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Mikkel Bridges holding it down in the first half. You had Landry Shamit, Cam Johnson holding it down in the second half. Saul, what's up? Why are you rubbing your face? You seem a little <laughs> One of these things is not like the other one. Oh yes, I am aware. That's 17 points. That's like almost more than the entire month of January combined. <laughs> no, hell no. We'll give him his flowers, but we're not going to act like, oh, this is what they paid $42 million for. Who is it acting like that? Who is acting like that? They paid him $42 million for one game in January, all right? <laughs> I hope that's not what they one did, man. But, hey. By the by the way, uh Lindsay, Sal, uh Espo, my boy John Bloom said, What's up? Tell my peoples I said what's good, but he don't appreciate y'all stealing me. So that, that's what he, he had to tell me. He had he he just texted me and said, make sure you let them know that. 
Listen, I love John Bloom. I love Bloomer. He is my dog. I love him so much. Yeah. However, comma, you belong on primetime, baby. Let's, let's go. go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm with it. I'm with it. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to tell him that. Primetime. PHNX, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Looks like when, when John and I divorced, we got co-custody of you. Yes. And I've got you to tell him. Espo, right. uh, uh, good effort, poor communication. We can't understand anything you yeah, say. Yeah, it's gobbled up. It's gobbled up. Frag baby. I think you should just bail on your cricket wireless plan and come back with a different plan. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Yeah, we're having some technical difficulties. We appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us through it. Saul and Espo are in Denver right now at the headquarters of DMVR. So we're just having a little bit of studio issues, kind of balancing the whole thing. Is that but, right? Hold on. Y'all in, De- in Denver? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's I was lost with the whole studio thing. Okay, it makes sense now. All right, yeah, guys. so DMVR is our like sister family or sister company. And uh, it's, the, it's the mothership. It's the mothership. Yeah. Okay, okay, right. good exactly, stuff. Exactly, exactly. But we're here, we're good, you know. Like yes. listen, every now and then you have a little technical difficulties. Every now and then you got stupid sublime playing in the in your ear. Like it's just it is what it is. We're gonna get through it. And we're going to enjoy this win because another yeah. W for the Suns, nine in a row. Let's go. We're Let's go more into Cam Johnson. So we're going to yeah. officially name him our draft king, king of the game. Cam Johnson finished tonight with 23 points, just one shy of tying his career high. Wow. He had five rebounds. He was five of nine from deep. He also had two steals and four assists. So those five three-point buckets he made tonight – tie a career high, which he happened to set on Monday night in Utah. Shout out to sweet baby angel Cam Johnson. You get all the flowers tonight as our draft king, king of the game. You you know, I'm sorry, Lindsay. You know, you know, uh, can I piggyback on that? Absolutely. You, you know what's the most impressive part of this Cam Johnson night? 61%. I mean, that's absolutely incredible for the, for a guy that lives out there at the three point line is doing what he's doing. These are the, these are the things that I think is special, man. This, this kid, this, this kid's going to be really good. And Robert Sarver better be sitting down right now and counting how, you know, looking at that big old wallet he got and saying, you better be ready to pay this kid. Yeah. This, this kid going to get paid. He better sell off whatever assets he needs to to clear up some cash because it needs to go to Cam Johnson. I feel like this fan base is going to have a heyday if it doesn't happen. Yes, I agree. He better not let that happen. And Uh, and I'm talking about big bag. This kid's going to make over $100 million. I mean, there's no question about it. $100 million. I think so. You know why? You know why I say that, Sal? He's a better player, and it's not even close. He's a better player than Duncan Robinson. And Duncan Robinson just got $90 million from the Miami Heat. Mikel Bridges just got 90. I'm telling you right now for what Cam brings to the table, and if he makes that extra leap, especially, you know, we got to see the playoffs and we got to see this play out. But if he continues to grow at the level I think he is, this kid's, this kid's an absolute star, and I think he's going to command $100 million on the open market, so Phoenix better be ready to pay it. I always get nervous when you start talking about paying players. <laughs> you know, DeAndre yeah. Aiden still waiting for that bag. I hate we're, that. We're, how are we so sure that that's even going to happen? But you know what? That's another time for another yep. day. We'll yep. enjoy Cam Johnson while he's here in the Suns uniform 
He had a fantastic game. One of the best shooters in the league. And I will say this about what you just referenced a little while ago there, Flex. <clears throat> he definitely gives you Clay Thompson vibes. Yeah. And if 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 he could become half the player Clay Thompson is in the playoffs, the right. Suns are winning their first ship ever. It's yes. just going to happen. Because that's the third and fourth piece that they were looking for. And if, I think if you have DeAndre Ayton do what he replicated, if he could replicate what he did in the playoffs last year, and then you add another little addition to that, because I do feel like the Suns are getting better about getting D.A. the ball down low in the post. And then you add Cam Johnson. That's it. That's what you needed to get over the Bucks in the first place. That's a yeah. shift. The Nets aren't stopping you. The Bulls aren't stopping you. Nobody else in the East is stopping you, not even the Bucks. Yeah. Put it down. We run it back. But, we run it back. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. But yeah. it's got to be Cam Johnson. Because yeah. Mikael Bridges has been wildly inaccurate. He's either yeah. been up or he's been down. He's got to be more consistent. And I will say this. If Mikael picks up his level of offense and Cam picks up his level of offense to where it is right now, yeah, that's enough to do it. Dangerous. Go ahead. Go ahead, Liz. I'm sorry. All right. So I do have an update. Um, Gerald is taking the night off. He had a date with his girlfriend or else Gerald would Let's be able go, to update G. us tonight. But Brittany asked in the chat earlier um, d- during the show, she said Cam Johnson was holding his hamstring on that last second breakthrough. Hope he's okay and not another needless injury. So Kellen Olson just tweeted out after speaking with Monty Williams, he said he believes that Cam Johnson just got swiped at on his leg and that it's nothing he tweaked or something when Cam Johnson came up slowly near the end of the game, kind of holding on to his hamstring. He said he had Ish Wainwright land on him after that too, which Monty said is kind of like a car landing on you. Yeah. So he doesn't believe that it is any sort of injury or that he tweaked anything. Hopefully it's just, yeah, like a little Charlie horse from having Ish Wainwright land on you. I mean, Ish today um, at Shootaround was talking about how some of the guys on the Utah Jazz were basically like, man, I didn't realize how strong you were. I didn't yeah. realize you were out there like a truck. And so basically like a car landing on you. But that's the latest on Cam Johnson with dude. that little yeah, and, and, and I'll, yeah. I'll follow, after the show, I'll, I'll I'll make some phone calls and I'll tweet it out. I'll try to get an update on Cam. Um, but, I mean, I think he's fine. I saw the same thing. I was a little worried, but I think he's good. You know what's another thing, uh, though, Solomon, about, about Cam Johnson? His defense is tremendously underrated. I mean, yeah. you're talking about a guy that, you know, if you take Book and CP out, and, and theoretically in the ideal world, DA is our third scoring option. But, I mean, I'm honestly struggling with whether D.A. or Cam are on the same level as far as that third option. Don't, don't struggle, brother. Don't struggle. Don't struggle. Yo, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, no, listen, D, yeah. I, no, I mean, I'm talking about as far as consistently being a third guy. Um, yeah, it's D.A., but on nights, we can depend on Cam to be that guy, I believe. And then when you talk about his defensive ability, he's, he's, he's starting to give me the same. I, I look at Mikhail and I look at Cam, and I'm like, these guys are incredible defensively, but Cam doesn't get the respect. And then he's the best athlete on the team. And I and I and I've spoken to people that have told me this kid is the best athlete on the team. It's not even close. So Yo. when you add all those variables, man, it, yeah, I'm I'm super. I'm a big Cam. Cam Yo, I, I I do. I'm a thousand percent on board with what you just said. I can't tell who's more valuable to this team, whether it's between Mikael Bridges or Cam Johnson. But I will say this, Cam Johnson has been far more consistent, in my opinion, from the optics for three-point range than Mikel has. 
And I feel like he's adding to his game every single month, every single year, every yeah. single week, really. And I, I, I kind of love it. I kind of love, love it. it. I love the kid. I got looked at like I was crazy in pre. By the way, I'm back. I got looked at like I, I was crazy in the preseason when I said I thought that the ceiling for Cam Johnson was higher, at least offensively, than that of Mikael Bridges. Show and I think we're starting tape. to see That's it. Well. Show I can't. I will go find you that tape and I will tape. show it to you. Because I don't even think that's close, Espo. Espo. I don't even think that's close. Man, I don't even think that's Cam close. No, I think Espo's just always player. trying to play the victim. Hell no, Espo. You weren't the only. Nobody so, was looking at you sideways. Saw so, so you Nobody were one of the people looking at me sideways. Find the tape. Find I'll the find it. Don't you worry. I'll find that tape. I think it's important to remember that at the end of the day, regardless who is better in your eyes than the other, both of them can and should coexist together. Yeah. And yeah. that that is what makes this team as good as it is. They so, twin. They twin. That's, that's why Mikhail calls them twin. Right. So get, give, him the, uh, give him the 90 million like you gave Mikhail and let's call it a day and get DA re-signed and let's enjoy five, six years of success here in the Valley. That's what should happen. Yeah, if all sure. four of us were running a team, that's what that had to be done already. If Frank <laughs> would have a max too. If I would be team, if all four of us were running a team, if all four of us were running a team, we would be broke as hell because Lindsay would be trying to pay everybody. <laughs> <laughs> everybody gets a max. I literally, <laughs> I literally cannot separate the person from the player. Like I just want everyone to have all the things all the time. I know but what it, would happen for sure if all four of us were running the team. DA would be paid, Cam Johnson would be paid, and Landry Shaman would be somewhere else. Well, yes, well, well, at least sir. at least two of yes. two two of us yes. would be trying to trade. The other two might be talking inside of us. Yes, it. a million percent. Like I, yeah, I don't yeah. know how much they get paid, but I do know Landry Shemin would not be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love oh Landry. He's a great person, man. If 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 there was an All Star team for for people, like like in uh, a first team All NBA for individuals. Man, Landry Shaman is an incredible hey, human being, man. I will say this about NBA players in general, the ones that I've come across. Even Trevor Ariza. I know a lot of people hate Trevor Ariza. When I met Trevor Ariza, he was talking about doing some non, uh, non-profit stuff still back in L.A., and he kind of broke all that stuff down. And I was like, you know what? You're a straight-up dude. I appreciate that. Yeah, and, yeah. and a lot of the NBA guys, I, even Landry Shaman, and I give him a hard time, on the basketball court, but a yeah. lot of these dudes are really good guys, yeah. and I do yeah. wish them the best. I just want to make sure that's clear. I do wish them the best, especially if it's for our team. But out off the court, I wish them all the best because they're yeah. all really, really good people for the most part. Totally. And you know what? There's a couple comments in the chat, and I know that people want Mikel Bridges to to step up a little bit more offensively, but there's also comments just like this in the chat too. Playing as hard as he does on defense every single night takes it out of you. And sometimes it's hard to balance those two because you don't want one side of the coin to kind of fall off in order to lift up another side of the coin. And he's so valuable defensively that it's almost like I would rather somebody else pick up offensively where maybe he lacks a little bit than lose what he brings defensively. 
I love that we're saying that on a night that he shot six of nine and had 18 points. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, that's exactly. what I'm saying. Like, he still, he still contributes so well. It's just, you, you kind of want him to take even bigger of a step there, but at the end of the day, it's not like he's garbage. Right. Look, if, if Cam Johnson keeps doing it, you don't need McHale exactly. to be the offensive guy. He can be the defensive guy. Cam can provide you that offense, and everything's gravy at that point. You know what even the pot... Go ahead, go ahead, Ashwell. I'll just say, even in a night like tonight where... You know, your defense isn't stopping a Timberwolves team. When these guys get going, you're still unbeatable because you right. can do that. Like, you know what? The thing with Mikhail is, is that uh, our team has the identity is basketball team. We don't need Mikhail Bridges to score. We really don't. I mean, we've seen games where the guy, the, the Steph Curry game, you know, the infamous Steph Curry game. What do you have? Two points? He's the best player on the court. He was the best player on the court. He was the best player on the court, and he scored two points. So on most nights, if you're being real with yourself, you're looking at Devin, Chris Paul, DeAndre, Cam Johnson, and even a guy like Jay Crowder who gets volume shots. I mean, so you, you're talking about where's Mikel supposed to be? How you how do you want Mikel to be that consistent offensively when on most nights he's the fourth or fifth option? So that's another part of the dynamic that I don't think people pay attention to is that we don't rely on him. He He's like Cedric Sabalos of this team, right? Remember Cedric Sabalos? He was a garbage man. He ran no plays for him. He got all these points on backdoor cuts and stuff like that. He was super valuable. So uh, Roger Bell, too. Right, right, right. Well, listen, yeah. listen. Mikael Bridges plays defense every game, no matter what, right? right. And he's been doing that his entire career. He, is, he hasn't taken any off nights. So I think from my estimation is you're used to how many how hard you have to play on defense on a night in night out basis. You should be a little bit more consistent on the offensive side because you understand how much you have to put in on the defense side. It's a calibration thing, right? Yeah. At, at least from my estimation. Like and that's why listen, we've been talking about Mikael Bridges as possible one of the defensive players of the year or at least first team all defense. We yeah. put a lot on Mikael Bridges' shoulder even even at the beginning of the season we had rumored like, "Oh man, can Mikael make an all-star game?" Like so right. as the years go on, the expectation raises, and I think Mikel obviously knows that. And you can't just be a good defensive player like you were last year. Now we need a little bit more because last year we just came up a little bit short. And if you can give us just a little bit more, maybe we get over that hump. You know what's the big number? 275. 275. Is that my weight right now? No. <laughs> Well, if, if when you talk about Mikael Bridges, <laughs> you're crazy, yes, bro. <laughs> when you talk about Mikael Bridges, the number that's going to always stick out to me is 275. That's how many games in a row this kid's played. Yeah. yeah. Never misses a game. That's another dynamic that you can't, you, you just true. can't ignore, man. That's the like the plays, X factor in that. Right. Plays every well, damn night. He, he look, literally he, said, I, I had to break a leg or something. Something's got to be broke for me not to play. And that's, just, that's, that's crazy. He deserves the kind of respect that Draymond gets because Draymond doesn't fill up the points and, and all that. Like, uh, you know, I, I think McHale's that kind of guy, does the intangibles, does the little I, I things. Hear, I hear where you're going with that, Esco. I really do. And I, I want to abide by that. I do. <laughs> but, brother, Esco. we're talking about a dude that has done it and won three championships doing I'm that not, as opposed to a guy that's I, 
got to the finals one time and didn't I'm not, make it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying give him all the flowers like Draymond. I'm just saying give him a little respect like you that. Said we don't have to the expect, same respect. Yeah, the same yeah. Is the same. From from a son's perspective, like yeah. I don't need him to score 25 a night. I need him to sure. go out there and do the little things like Draymond does for that a team. Percent. That's I all. That's all day, I meant. I think one day, percent. Espo, he will be in that conversation. I mean, if the Suns go on this little run right here, and they can, you know, I know we're this wishful thinking. We're going way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but if they can go on this little run, man, if they can go on a little run, man, you're going you're gonna to look at Mikel Bridges in that light because you can't go on this run without Mikel Bridges. I mean, he's the, he's the guy, you know, people say who can't, who, what, what play on this team you cannot afford to lose. And I always hear it's Devin, it's it's Chris Paul. I'm telling you right now, you cannot afford to lose Mikael Bridges. You lose Mikael Bridges, no, your team no. is completely no. different. No. Let's be honest. You no, no, no. I'm trying to say that Mikael Bridges is more important to the Suns than Devin Booker and Chris Paul. No, 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 no. They're all important. They're all important. Yeah. <laughs> but if you lose one, you do not want no, to lose CP3 or Booker. No, but Sal, listen to me. If you lose Mikael, it's okay. I don't, know, I don't know about that, man. You know why? Because I – Sal, listen to me. I'm, if you, you may be okay against the Timberwolves. Right, you may be okay in the regular season, <laughs> but in a seven-game series, when you're talking, it's like the old seven seconds of the Suns, the, the seven-second Suns. Right? People always talked about Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire, but damn it, if you didn't have Sean Marion to d everybody on the court, that team is not that good. So this is what I'm saying: Mikel Bridges is as valuable as anybody because of the, what he brings to the table. I love that Saul's got the Blair Witch camera going on and he's losing his freaking mind <laughs> like he's out in the forest. Yeah. My guy just said <laughs> that in the seven seconds or less Suns, if Sean Marion missed a game, the Suns would fall apart. But if Steve Nash didn't, no, if, no, if no, Steve I, Nash I didn't didn't say, one, I didn't then it was say, okay. I didn't say that. I said, if you look at that team and you lost Sean Marion, who was going to D-Dirk Nowitzki in the Western Conference Finals? Who was going to D-Tim Duncan and Tony <laughs> Nobody's Parker? Nobody's guarding Hold on a second, though. It didn't matter because the Suns didn't beat those That's teams true. either. That's true. <laughs> well, no, they, they, no, I feel you. I'm just, I'm just saying, guys. Defense. At the end of the day, defense wins champ. Lindsey, I'm going back to Lindsey. Lindsey always got my back, man. I, the hell was that, uh, <laughs> Lindsey? You know what I'm saying? I trust oh, your man. your IQ of the uh, of the game he of basketball. He like, threw out the life boat. He's like, Lindsey. I'm gonna say this. Come Here's on. what I'm gonna say. It's right. a team sport, and you need all of them, and we, we should be thankful right. that we have That's all it. of them on our That's team it. right now. <laughs> I can live with that. I can live with that. I can live with that. <laughs> all right. Um, we. This has been a fun little conversation, but I do want to get us Hope a little right. bit back I, to I came the to, game. I came to fight tonight. Like, I got the whole, like, <laughs> the Mickey Rocky thing going. Like, so let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go back to tonight's game and highlight a few um, other things that we should be talking about as well. And one of those, or one of them, is Chris Paul. So Chris Paul finished with 21 points, 14 assists, and 10 rebounds. That is his 18th career triple-double and his third one with the Suns, second this season. I just want to take a moment, and this isn't about flowers, but this is just like real talk, right? It's always about flowers. It is, but (laughs) I just hope that we are all taking a moment to step back and realize how fun and how great it is to have Chris Paul on our team and what he has helped this team do and how much he has helped this team succeed because he's a little bit older. Let's be honest. We don't know how much longer he's going to be on the Suns team or in the NBA in general. And we need to just appreciate this moment and live in this moment, like real time 
and be so stoked that this is our lives right now, you guys. Huh? Yeah. I'm going to say this right now. And it, it, many people are be like, well, you got two MVPs. Chris Paul is the greatest point guard in yeah. Suns franchise history. Point blank. He is. He does everything for this team on both ends of the court. I can't argue with that. I can't he has led this team to a championship, something that Steve Nash could never do. He's got them two games away from a championship. And to me, they weren't playing the greatest player of all time. So I feel like they were closer to a championship, especially in game six. Chris Paul is the greatest point guard in Suns franchise. I, I, I got no problem with that, man. I got no problem with that. Come on. This is total recency bias. I love what Chris Paul's doing. If you look at the totality of his career, sure. One of the right, greatest point about. guards ever. But I'm looking at, he's been here 18 months. I'm not calling him the best Phoenix Sun point guard ever after 18 months. Is he great? He yes. Took he took him to the finals and he took great. him to the so best did Kevin Johnson. so far. So did Kevin Johnson. He had a, he had the Suns had a best record in the NBA when he was here, here in 92-93. Took him to the finals. Like you've got two MVPs he, for Steve Johnson Nash. Took the Suns to the finals. It had <laughs> yeah. nothing to do with the MVP Charles. Devin, Devin Booker. Kevin Johnson. Devin okay. Booker had nothing to do with going to the finals last year. No, you no, really right, saw. Right. No, you really right. saw. You, you it was what? all CP3. It was only CP3 that did it. No, you yeah, you should what? go and pout, Bookman. I, <laughs> I will say this in, in respect to what Sal's saying. I think what you said, Espo, is the key. In totality, if you're going to say who's yes. the best point guard to ever wear a Phoenix Suns uniform and you're counting the entire career, there's yes. no question. Because I think Chris Not at Paul, all. I think Chris Paul could be arguably the greatest point guard ever, regardless whether he's wearing a Phoenix Suns uniform or not. So, I mean, he's in a whole different class. But, yeah, I mean, I'm with Lindsey, man. You know, at the end of the day, uh, what he's done for us in the last 18 months is incredible. And I just want to throw something out there. We play Sunday. Mm-hmm. We play Sunday against San Antonio, okay? Just to put this in perspective, if we beat San Antonio on Sunday, the Phoenix Suns will have 40 wins in January. We were not far removed from if we won 40 games, we'd all be popping champagne, running around <laughs> in the parking lots with no clothes on, you know, wowing out because because the Suns won 40 games in the season. These guys it are took- about to win 40 games in January, guys. Come I worked on. two se- I worked two seasons where I don't think they had 40 wins combined right, over two same, years. Same, uh, same. Right. Yeah, y'all, y'all was there. I mean, I went to the arena on the last game of the season. We won 19 games. And I mean, shit, there were people sleeping in their seats, like in the third <laughs> quarter, like like out cold, like I'm, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, this is uh, this is special stuff, man. One of our Cove crazies, Vince S, said, "Chris Paul will be the greatest Suns point guard after he leads the Suns to a title this year," and I agree with that. If they if they raise the Larry O'Brien this year, yes, Chris Paul deserves that title. But what if they did last year? In, what if they did last year though? As for you real? know. I, I would call Devin Booker the greatest son ever. Oh, he's I'd say a, CP3. Yeah, Devin, he's Devin the greatest, greatest son ever. ever. Yeah, I agree. He's the greatest son ever. I agree. I'm just saying so, so if he had Paul, that trophy, so, I would already So in said your it. mind, Chris Paul couldn't even get him back to the finals and that'd be good enough. The only point guard in franchise. No, I think he said that. Two finals. I, no, he I, said he I, needed to raise the Larry. No, I said, oh, Vince, I, I said Vince said that. Look, 
Chris Paul and Steve Nash are are two of the greatest to ever play this game. They both won the, wore a Suns uniform. I just need more than 18 months of Chris Paul in this uniform. Like like Flex said, if we're talking totality of career and, and if they just wore a Suns uniform at one point in their career, yes. Chris Paul is one of the greatest, if not the greatest point guard to ever do it. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying he's been here 18 months. That and and you need I need more than that to to dub him the greatest of all time in in a Suns uniform. Where you, where you lost me at is when you tried to use KJ in the argument. My, no, <laughs> but your your whole point was he took him to the finals and the best record in the league. Kevin Dude, Johnson like, did the same like, shit. Listen, yeah, Kevin Johnson had Charles Barkley, who was like. 90% and Chris Paul the has watch. Devin Booker. Chris Paul had Devin Booker, but hey, when the hell are we going to talk about are, Tony Dell? KJ and Barkley are not the same. Del. It's not even remotely, remotely close. So when that, are we going to talk about is, Tony Dell? The great Tony Dell. Bro, so, what so, are we talking about, dog? Nah, like, for real, Tony Dell? Nah, my guy I'm did drop 55 against the Kings, though. I'm joking, guy. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all, man. I'm with y'all. I see both sides. Lindsay, go ahead. What you think? What you think, Lindsay? I think that we need to take a break. Okay. Let you guys just uh, breathe, you know, do some counting, a little bit of uh, mental focus, because I'm going to tell you Lindsay, guys we are, we about are we are, we are the here. fact we are that there are four teams remain, only four teams remain in the NFL playoffs. And that means only four oh, teams are left man. for oh, you guys man. to bet on at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. If you bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets, your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can experience the conference championships with same game parlays. So as you know, you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. And the more legs you add, the more money you can win. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX and get 56 to 1 odds and on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That is promo code PHNX. And it's 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Should we talk about Devin Booker now? Hell yeah. Because it's been a minute. Let's just Hell go down yeah. the list. Because Book had himself a game too. Another great first half from Devin. He had 20 points on the first half. Finished with 29 points. He had nine assists and three rebounds. Uh, 10 of 26 from the field. So, yeah. But what are your thoughts on how Devin played tonight? He he didn't shoot the ball great. I mean, he shot 38, but that's yeah, that's fine, man. Devin Devin's incredible, man. De- Devin's fine. De- and Devin and, and all that all that shit talking from Pat Bev is incredible. Like, yeah. what, what's that about? Yeah, De- Devin just had an, uh, just another normal game. That's what all that was. Like, there was really, I didn't really feel like he did too much to impact or detriment the Suns in any way. Like, he just, he chipped in 20 points. He, made, he didn't play as great as he normally does. And they still won by 10. So, they move mm-hmm. on. Look, he, he did what he's been doing. Great first <laughs> half. Sets, sets the tone. And then other guys come in in the second half and help carry the team. This is a complete team, Swiss Army knife of basketball teams. You know, they find uh, they have a, a an answer to any problem that you got. They can they can win it in a myriad of ways. And Devin Booker just sets the table again. Did it in the first first half tonight. 
I don't care if he if he's not super efficient every night. He went out, he scored his points, and they got the win. That's what matters right now. Like they were playing the Timberwolves. That is what matters right now. Again, this whole process is about winning a championship. So when we get to the playoffs, obviously we all know Devin Booker can't just have 15 in the first quarter and not show up for the next three. Like we all know this. So yeah. tonight was again they're playing the Timberwolves. Able to get away with it. Book doesn't stress about it. They move on. It may not have been the most efficient outing, but Tim from Phoenix in the chat brings up a pretty good point, too. Just uh, another reminder that Devin did have nine assists tonight, right, which is right. pretty great. He was also right. a team best plus 17. So he was. He may not have been efficient from a scoring perspective, but he was having a really good impact on right. the team as a whole. Yeah, and, and you know what? The, the thing about Devin, I mean, the kid rolls out of bed and scores 30 points. He's mastered the ability to score 30 points. I don't even – I mean, when I see Devin's got 30, it doesn't even – it doesn't even move me anymore. It's just like another day. Yeah, it's just <laughs> another day at the office. I mean, it, yeah. actually, it, it, it really doesn't even move me. And, and I mean, I, I absolutely love Devin Booker. Um, but that's just how good he is. You know what I mean? Like the other night, what do you – you know, guy gets 33, 35 points through three quarters and we don't blink an eye. It's like, oh, yeah, that's what Devin does. So um, it's incredible. It's incredible. And his shot has been a little off. It's been a little off, mm -hmm. and he'll be the first one to tell you. But I love the fact that he doesn't bat nine. He just keeps going out there and shooting because he's a shooter. He's a scorer. And like you said, like, Lindsay, you, you nailed it. Nine assists tonight. Like the other night, what do you have? 13 rebounds or 12 rebounds. Yeah. So even when he has off nights shooting, he finds a way to to contribute in other areas. So well, Look, nine, nine assists tonight. Second greatest point guard in Suns history behind Chris Paul. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> when How are we going guys... to – Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. How do you guys feel about, I know there's obviously, we're limited with what Monty has been able to do lineup wise, being that there's only been nine players available in the last couple games, but how do you feel about the way that he's kind of been managing everyone's minutes and uh, book playing with that second unit a little bit more? What do you think about all of that? I think you need to do it because... Uh, what do you, do you really want to see Alfred Payton with <laughs> extra minutes right with that second unit? You're splitting up that time between Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and it's, it's much needed right now. I, I like that they're doing that. I, I don't like it, and the reason why is because he's been doing it since day one. Like, Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker play minutes that they really shouldn't be playing sometimes when the, when the game is completely put away. You know, we saw that with Cam Johnson getting injured. Like, I don't mm -hmm. like – like, you've got to cut back a little bit because I, I truly feel like if the Suns um, had a little bit more juice in the tank, they would have beat the Bucks. But they look so gassed, especially in game six, especially everything that they went through. And I just felt like, man, I wish they just had a little bit more juice in the tank. And these are the times where you kind of conserve minutes, um, you know, once you put teams away. Uh, and the other part of this is, like, they, they know they're going to play a while in the game, right? They, they know that most likely if it's a 10-point game, Chris Paul's going to stay in the game in the fourth quarter until the, the zeros are on the clock. That wears you down. So you don't put teams away earlier like you should so that way you can conserve your energy because you know you're going to play a little bit longer than you should. That's yeah, just, I'm, I'm, like I'm right – I'm right in the middle. I, I see both sides. I think it's, you got to do it out of necessity, but I also agree with Sal. I like to see them drop a little bit. Like the other night, Chris Paul played 40 minutes and then the following night played 41 minutes. Yeah, and that's unacceptable. You know, yeah, and you can't forget. I mean, the guy's in his 17th season. He's 37 years old. And the juice isn't worth the squeeze to try to get, you know, a win in January that ultimately could end up weighing you down later. So I'm, I'm in the middle with it. I think there is necessity out of it because we're so sure-handed. 
but I also would like to see them just a little bit. Like Devin had 30 or 30, 37 minutes tonight. Chris Paul had 37. I'd like to see that more around 33, you know, maybe three, four minutes less. But again, you, you just can't do it. And we got to do a better job of, of, of keeping these leads early so yeah. that we don't have to go back to it. Well, you can't do it because your option right now at point guard is Alfred Payton, who played 11 minutes and did not shoot a shot tonight. Like, did not take a shot at all in those 11 minutes. That's problematic. You yeah. can't have that. And again, you mentioned it in pregame flex, but I think this is the Suns realizing, oh, crap, we do need a little extra depth before that deadline because we can't rely on this next level of guy. And if we get an injury or two, we're going to be in the shithouse. And we can't yeah. let that happen again because we saw it happen in the finals last year. Connor and Chris both said one word, vegan, LOL, which is a <laughs> joke because uh, the other night when Chris did play 40 minutes, Devin uh, gave him a little nudge that it, it, he's vegan and that's why he's got all that extra <laughs> juice in the tank. Yeah. Um, and then the, the guys in the chat bring up some good points too. Mike B said, I think they'll slow down on minutes after the break book and uh, – and CP3 want to make sure that they get Monty and the crew to the all-star game. Oh, that's done Luke already. said the same thing. Um, I mean, basically, if they win on Sunday, it's a shoe-in, correct? It, yeah, they're done. Yeah, it's done. Because they, they stopped the voting two weeks before the all-star game, which puts me at February 5th. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's done. They'll just book their tickets. They're coaching the all-star game. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, it, it would be really disappointing if they yeah, weren't. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Flex, somebody in the chat asked me to ask you about sticks. Brian. Brian said, please ask Flex about sticks. What are your thoughts on sticks? I mean, he played well tonight. I mean, he 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 did what he had to do tonight. I mean, he had 10 points, four rebounds, uh, 15 hard minutes, but I mean at the end of the at the end of the day, sticks is a tough is a tough tough topic for me because I, I look at him playing and I know his days are numbered. So it's hard for me to get emotionally attached to what I'm seeing from Sticks because, you know, based on my conversations and what I'm hearing, his days are numbered. So um, I think he, he did his job tonight with shorthanded, but um, I, it's, it's just hard to get really excited about anything Sticks does until we, we know what's going to happen because he may not be in two weeks. So, yeah, so that's, that's what it comes down to. All I hear is dead man walking because he ain't going to be here. So yeah. thank you for thank you for filling in when we need you. But when JaVale's back or DA's back, eh, and you, JaVale, you're gonna be back on the bench. Right, right. You got three guys ahead of you. I mean, I will say though, like he is he's trying. He you is. can tell that he is trying out there. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to say that as a job. I'm Lizzie not saying is trying to find jab. something nice. No, he got beat up a lot in tonight's game, and he kept yeah. going back for more. Like, he is putting in effort, and he is trying. He just needs more reps. He needs more experience, <laughs> and he needs a little bit more size for yeah. some of the guys that he's going up against. But I commend his effort. Now, he, so, he's, I, I love, he's a great kid. And, I mean, in a perfect world, you know, Sticks would have got more opportunity and more chances, and we probably wouldn't decline that deal, and he'd still be in Phoenix for a little while. But – Unfortunately, the the you know he was drafted by the best team in basketball, and there's no there's nowhere for him to play. I mean, I just you know, it's a tough situation. It really is. I will say this though, you know, Devin, Dev, you know, the, the guys are trusting him a little more, and you can see it in the flow of the game. For instance, 
you know, last season earlier, Devin might get a penetration and ignore sticks in the corner. But tonight he got the penetration, got the double team, hit sticks in the corner, sticks hits the three. So you can see that the team is trusting him a little more. It's just a matter of, you know, um, like you said, opportunities. All right, guys, it's time to take your shot presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. So COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Saul, what is our shot of the night? You know, I really hated to do this tonight. I felt like I needed I needed to, to take a step back and just say, hey, Andrew Shevitt, you took a shot tonight. You actually made your shot tonight. I, I very much appreciate your shots that you took tonight, except for a couple, which missed, which is the norm. But you played better than you have been playing. So, Landry Shannon, <laughs> I commend you for taking your shot tonight and finally making more than you missed. Thank you. <laughs> the dude has a great night, and Solster goes, he missed a few shots like he usually does. <laughs> he can't give him the full bouquet. He's like, here's two flowers. Earn the rest of them, my friend. <laughs> And hopefully he continues to play this way because this was a good game from Landry Shamet. We'd all love to see that continue um, in the future. So one more time, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Okay, gentlemen, before we move on to two other topics that I have planned for us, anything else on tonight's game that you would like to touch on? Look, this is this is the kind of game that you look at and you go, they can grind it out. You know, defense obviously was not was not there tonight, and they found a way to just win the marathon. They 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 went out there and they're like, if we have to score 134, we'll freaking score 134. We'll do whatever it takes to win. And uh, night in, night out, I just I, I just love that about this team. It doesn't matter if it's ugly, if it's a sprint, uh, you know, if they got to score, uh, you know, whatever. If they got to get clutch on defense, they just do it and take care of business. Um, fifty one percent. That's, I mean, that's that's what I'm looking at. That's impressive tonight. Um, against a scrappy team that plays defense, they do every, they do all that dirty stuff. Fifty-one percent from the floor and fifty-one percent from three. I mean, that's that's gonna win you basketball games. So that's that's what I'm impressed with tonight. Fifty-one percent on both ends. Uh, good job, Landry Shamit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first topic that I want to discuss um, is around the All Star Game. Now, we already have a podcast available for you to, to go yell and rant and let out all of your emotions. So if you want to do that, go listen to that one. We won't go too far into that here today because listen, we all saw it coming. It doesn't mean we're not disappointed, but we can't say we didn't see it coming. But I do want to have a conversation with you guys on the jerseys for All Star Weekend. And what you think Ugh. about these? As well, I feel like you're going to have some opinions. Dear Lord, what the hell are we looking at? Like, <laughs> is there a more bland? I've never seen a more bland all-star game jersey <laughs> than the red and the tealish gray. Like, I don't even get, I don't even know how that represents Cleveland, first of all. I mean, I mean, I guess it's a dumpster fire, which, you know, the river at one point was on fire. So maybe... <laughs> Like I don't, I don't understand what the hell is going on with these uniforms. Like, and 
I, I don't know. The, the, the Rising Stars game looks like maybe it was like a nod to the Cleveland Rockers uh, WNBA jersey at one point. Like, I, I don't know. I, I seriously, the, the coolest thing was they let some kids design uh, some of the jerseys that are going to be worn in the celebrity game. Uh, that's the only nice thing I could say about that is at least you let the kids get involved. The rest of this is trash. And I don't know what Nike's doing or the NBA is doing. I mean, the ones that were supposed to be in Indiana that wound up in Atlanta last year, those were god-awful too. Uh, you know, where, bring me back to the 90s. I mean, the, the peak of All-Star jerseys were the 95 game here with the cactus on it yeah. and the 96 mm-hmm. game in San Antonio with the chili pepper on it. Yep. That what that stuff still gets worn to this day by people of all ages out there as a cool retro. Nobody's wearing this shit 20 <laughs> years from now. They're going to hope we all forget about this crap when it comes to it. You know what's so surprising about it too is that those two jerseys that you just pointed out, Espo, are still selling. Like yes. you see yeah. people buying them, you see people knocking them off constantly to this day. Yeah. So the NBA should understand that, like, obviously our fan base still really likes jerseys like this. Let's go down the same path and create something similar. These are just, they're just so boring for an all-star game. They're they the look Walmart. like my high school uniform. Yeah, they're just <laughs> so boring. Like, yeah, it's terrible. They... They look like the Walmart version of all-star jerseys. Like, I could pick this shit up at Walmart, and it says NBA, it has three stars down either side. Like, what? There's no there's no creativity with this crap. Like, did the Nike designers take a whole week off, and we're like, oh, shit, we were supposed to do the all-star jerseys this week. Somebody come up with something. Like, right. it's just trash. I, I, you know what, guy? I'm going to ask you something, because I've always wanted this. I, I want your opinion on this. I've always, and that's what we did with the jerseys you're talking about, Lens, but I've always thought that the team that hosts the game should have an all-star uniform based on the uniform they currently use. Like, like Cleve, like I, I've always, I just feel like, I just feel like that the team that hosts the all-star game, the Jersey should definitely signify that team for, for hosting the event. And I just feel like this is just like so damn bland. It's like, I don't even know if, if you didn't know it was in Cleveland, how the hell would you look at that uniform? How would you know that it's a Cleveland thing? So, so damn bland does kind of, does kind of sum up Cleveland though. Yeah, I guess, I guess. I really, I really have no interest in either one of us talking about fashion or uniforms because none of us know about fashion. Uh, I actually want to hear it from Lindsay what she thinks about Lindsay got fashion. Come on. Because bro. Lindsay has some damn sense about her. Uh, I don't know why we're asking us three knuckleheads about That's any true. of this. Well, Ger- um, Espo has an, he has a Jersey, like an affinity for jerseys. So he at least isn't very knowledgeable about all the different jerseys that there are. And your opinion matters, Saul, whether you feel like you have fashion <laughs> or not, your opinion matters. <clears throat> On uh, the, the issue of jerseys, my opinion I assure you, does not matter. Plus, Espo's wearing like what? Do you, what's the jersey you're wearing tonight? Show, show not, everybody your jersey. I'm not wearing it. I stand upstairs <laughs> at the bar because it's oh, damn hot in here. Yes, yeah, uh, I like he it. Took off his jersey. I'm wearing like 14 right, well, layers because it's nine degrees outside, and in the bar it's he's 85. He's been like bundled up like crazy this whole week. But he was wearing a, a hockey jersey of some sort today, and I was I looked at it. I was like, oh, that's cool. He has his name on it. Good for you. That's all I care about. Like, it's like, it's, it's just, I don't get spun up about jerseys. Like, if they look good, I'm like, ooh, that looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. But if they look bad, I'm like, eh, 
don't really care. I think the thing is, is that like there are a, a handful of really awesome all-star jerseys that when it misses, it makes it that much more noticeable maybe. And because it's highlighting the best of the best within the league, or at least that's what they say, um, you think you would put a little bit more emphasis into just making something really cool. Also from a marketing and a money standpoint for the NBA, that's a huge miss. Like I remember um, when the all-star game was in Charlotte, I had so many people texting me, asking me to go to the team shop and buy the Suns or the shorts, I think it was. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it might have been like the Sun specific shorts. And it was to the point where, and then it was also the jersey too. It was the point where that team shop literally said, we are out of letters to spell Booker. Oh, we damn. can't make you a jersey. <laughs> and this was like day one, you guys. This was like Thursday. So it's like if wow. you hit on these, they're huge. And then you have um, fan bases that want to buy jerseys and rep their players. Like you, I just, I don't know. I'm just it's a huge miss and I'm disappointed. Look, I love the, I love the Cove crazies because they're hitting it right on. This is the perfect jersey for Andrew Wiggins to start a freaking all-star game. These are the Andrew Wiggins of all-star jerseys. Enjoy them. <laughs> Astro, don't right. get me on that, man. God damn. Such, Andrew, such listen, we all just need to accept the fact that Andrew Wiggins is better than Devin Booker and CP3 combined on their best years. Let's just accept he, that. Okay? Andrew Wiggins is the greatest Suns point guard of all time. Of all time. <laughs> all right. So the last thing that I did want to talk to you guys about, and I know we had a little bit of a discussion about this in the pregame show. But because a lot of our fans can't catch both of them, and then we also have a lot of people who are listening on audio-only podcasts, let's just do a brief roundup one more time of Flex, what you're hearing as far as trade rumors and the set and, and the like. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the pregame. I, the, the Suns are indeed in conversations and poking around the Eric Gordon situation. There's no doubt about that. Um, can they actually swing it? Um, that's 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 what we got to wait on, but they are talking to, they are interested in Eric Gordon. Uh, I threw a couple names out there. You know, I, I, they're poking around with a guy like, like Josh Hart, uh, Justin holiday. Um, I do believe Thaddeus young will eventually end up wearing a son's uniform um, in, in some way, shape or form, whether it's via the actual trade or the buyout market. Um, and so I, again, to, just to, let people know. I mean, the Suns aren't sitting on the fence here. They they know they have some things that they need to shore up. I think the blessing in disguise was Jay Crowder and campaign going out two weeks before the deadline is showing them that if this were to happen after the deadline or or right before the playoffs, they'd be in trouble. So um, they are poking around. They are active. My league contact told me they're one of the busiest teams in basketball. Um, contrary to what James sounded like on on the Burns and Gamble show, they, they're busy. They're looking. And I'd be shocked if the Suns didn't do something at the deadline or at least in the buyout market. There's going to be a new play on the Phoenix Suns. Listen, uh, I, I I love I love ninety eight point seven. I love Burns and Gamble. I love you know all the you know, Vincent Morata. But listen, like they're a team partner, they're a team partner, and and you know and and they they're gonna they're gonna toe the line accordingly. And James Jones is gonna toe the line and tell everybody like oh, you know he's he's doing his job. Yeah, he's doing his job. It's sm everything is smoke and mirrors until you pass the deadline and you find out what's real. And James Jones knows how to play this game. He's not trying to tip his hand. 
because he knows every little bit that he tips. That's more assets he's got to give up, and he doesn't have very many to give up. James Jones, listen, executive of the year last year. He knows what he's doing. He's going to try and put this team, just like he did last year, in the best possible position to win a championship. I have faith in him. Um, outside of the Landry Shamet thing, I think he's done very, very well. <laughs> uh, you're telling me general managers aren't honest this time of year? I wouldn't have guessed it. Like, right, <laughs> I, I just, right. I love that. Like, what are we, what does anybody expect him to say? Yes, we're going after Eric Gordon. We're going to go after uh, Drew Holiday. Uh, we're, we're telling San Antonio they need to buy out Thad Young because we want to add him on a vet minimum, you know, and just like lay it all out there. Like, no, they're not going to tell you what they actually want to do. Right. And then if they don't do anything, he can go see. I told you, I just want internal development. Hey, you know what, guys? Real, real quick, there, there is something else I want to. You know, there's a mystery guy. I'm, you know, I, I, I had I, honestly, I was. This is what I was told verbatim, so I don't have a name, but I was told there's a mystery guy that no one is anticipating getting booked. Ben Simmons. Oh my God. Let's go. <laughs> I, I, I was told. I'm t- and and you know, I'm trying to get more details on this, but I was told there's a mystery guy that um could shock everyone if and when he gets bought out Here, and, here's my guess and, and the sons oh, have oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. on the bio and the sons have a tool that no one else in basketball has which is half the mid-level exception um and so i you know again i'm trying to get more details on the mystery guy but this is what the sons are dealing with you know do you make the trade just tell them and... what it is, man. You know what it is. Just tell them. <laughs> on, like, you don't come out here. Right? You don't come into our neck of the woods and tease us with a juicy <laughs> story and then just leave us on fucking red. Like, man, you know, Wal and Connor is, both bro. said Goron in the no. chat. That's what I was thinking initially in my head, too. God, God, that's hey. what we think. Hey, God, I'm, not, that, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying there's a mystery. You don't have guy. to say anything. I don't, I don't think Gorn. I don't think Gorn would be that much of a surprise though. Who's going to trade for that giant contract, right? So, and and he's not anywhere near the Raptors. So what? It's Jamal Murray. It's Jamal Murray. Yeah. It, it wouldn't right. track I me. Fucking, I love Connor, by the way. I just yeah. love Connor. You know who would who might not would be a shock, but wouldn't necessarily surprise me. Harrison Barnes getting bought out by the Kings. Kings are going nowhere fast, and they're paying a hell of a lot of money to that gentleman. It would not shock me, but it would shock a lot of people if they bought him out. I'm telling you, uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about this very thing, and I said the number one guy, if there was somebody to either trade for or get, it would be Harrison Barnes. I, I love I that. Just really like, high up on I that. just feel like I, love I just that, feel man. like Harrison Barnes is almost the equivalent of what Horace Grant was to the Orlando Magic when they just had Shaq and Penny and they were missing that extra piece. I think Harrison Barnes would do that and more for the Suns because I feel like that would take them over the top and actually win a championship instead of getting swept in the championship like the Orlando Magic did back in the day against the Houston Rockets. Harrison Barnes is smart. He can play defense. He can shoot the three. He's an all-around good player. He helped Golden State win a championship. He would be fantastic. For this franchise. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Love Harrison Barnes. And he played with Golden State. He knows their system. He knows those guys. So that'd be ideal if we met, met up with them in the conference. Just saying. Like, hey, look. Kings right? are going to Kings, and it would not shock me <laughs> if they do something dumb. At least we're not the Sun Kings anymore. 
Amen to that. Huge positive. Right. (laughs) All right. Well, that's kind of the latest just to kind of what you hear in Flex. Thank you as always for joining us and for sharing your insights with us. Uh, Once again, the Phoenix Suns defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves 134 to 126, and their streak extends to nine straight. Thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. We really appreciate your support. And head over to GoPHNX to check out all the latest and greatest that is happening over there. Um, We will be back here on Sunday at 6.30 p.m. with a pregame show for you before the Suns and the Spurs tip off. And then, of course, as always, a postgame to break down the action. Until then, have a good weekend, everybody. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm at LindsaySmithAZ. Flex is at Flex from Jersey. Saul is at Saul underscore Bookman. And 20% Espo... off all sun shirts right now. Let's go, members. <laughs> and Espo is at Espo. Espo, send us home. Remember, if you want to do better at your job, ask Saul Bookman to complain about you before you start it, <laughs> and you'll get that Bookman bump. Ahoy, hoy!